drop. Engage target. Devices away. Impact in T minus 10 seconds. It's not personal, Sonny. It's strictly business. Seven seconds. Show me the money. Four seconds. Why do you do this to me? Because I'm the boss of this family. You forget. I forget nothing. All stations brace for impact. Ray Seger, Mike Catan. This is Nuclear Family Business. All righty then. Hey, looky there. Here we are. Welcome. Good morning. To Nuclear Family Business, the podcast about and for family businesses. I'm Ray Seger, and that's Mike Catan. We're with the Wizard of Ads Group. We're partners in the Wizard of Ads Group. Uh, which is an organization that has long championed and supported family businesses, owner-operated businesses. And it was a very chance encounter between Mike and myself at a Wizard of Ads partner meeting where we sort of accidentally stumbled onto our mutual love and fascination with family businesses, which I think derives equally for both of us from not just our ability to help those businesses grow professionally, but our own roots in those family businesses. And with that, I say a hearty hello and welcome, Mike Catan from the great state of Arizona. How That's are right. you today, sir? Good, good morning, Ray. Good to, good to be here with you. Happy to get this started and um, looking forward to having a lot of fun and hopefully you know, giving people some, some good advice and tips and tricks and uh, going through the Family businesses uh, are fraught with landmines, let's say, uh, and we can get into all of that uh, and we will get into all of that, certainly. So uh, to lead off, lead off, you know, let's just let people know who we are and why the hell they should listen to us, maybe. Uh, give us a chance. Hey, hey. so hey, Mike, to that point, who the hell are you? Yeah, fair why question. Why should I listen to you? Why so, I listen to you? Uh, who am I <laughs> and why should you maybe listen to me? Uh, or you can just dis- disregard me. That's fine. But uh, so I come from a family business. Uh, I was part of third generation. Uh, we were in business over 60 uh, plus years, arts and crafts industry. And about seven years ago, uh, we got a really good offer for it uh, and decided to sell to Michael's stores. If any, it's an arts and crafts, uh, the giant retailer. And basically, uh, let's just say this at the time of sale, uh, we had 1500 employees and we were doing $300 million a year in revenue. And for a family business to start off and you know go 60 plus years, make it the third generation, pulling in that kind of revenue and get that big is, is, is pretty rare and pretty special. And it was a well, a hell of a lot of work by a lot of people, both in the family and outside the family. Uh, so I can speak from that experience of dealing with these, uh, you know, some of our customers were Michael's, Joann's, Target, Walmart, Dollar General, you know, so I can speak on uh, dealing with those accounts of that size, as well as the mom and pops, you know, those our customer base was a lot of mom and pop stores. Uh, so I've been through and seen pretty much everything you can be through and see in a family business. And a lot of that is the interpersonal relationships um, there's a lot of experience, like I said, in dealing with um, those large, giant customers uh, and then taking care of your base, which is the the smaller stores, smaller change, mom and pops. Uh, so that that's my background. That's the experience I come with. Yeah. So, you know, for me, um, my first foray into m- me being in the family business was when 
So when my dad passed away in the year 2000, um, he left behind his family business, his, his solopreneur business. He owned a dump truck company uh, with six dump trucks. And um, my brother was one of those six dump truck drivers. My dad was one of them. And then we had four other drivers. I was running radio stations in Tulsa, Oklahoma at the time. And so when my dad passed away, I was rather accidentally and reluctantly thrust into being the co-owner of a business that I begrudgingly and reluctantly had to change spare tires when I was 15 years old earlier. So so kind of being up and around that, the difference between me and my brother was I got away from that business as quickly as I could to go pursue my career in music and in in broadcasting. But then when my dad passed away and I was 32 years old at the time, uh, that uh, thrust me back into it. I think that's the first time I realized how difficult, you said fraught with landmines earlier. Mm -hmm. So I think that was the time that, that I realized for the first time, oh shit, this is a, this is a very weird dichotomy of the way families operate and the way a business should operate. I wouldn't learn for many years later the 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 degree to which dual relationships are very difficult to navigate. If you wear two hats, you're my brother and I love you equally. You're my business partner and we've got a problem, right? Yep. But, you know, even, you know, the the first radio group that I went to work for after I graduated from college owned 15 radio stations in five markets around the country and it was third generation. It was four of the grandsons that were coming up and coming of age as uh, I was learning about that. Then, of course, ever since then in the Wizard of Ads group, working with dozens of moms and pops and family businesses and jewelry stores and furniture stores and heating and air conditioning, home service companies. So as far as my perspective uh, on the nuances of family business, I think it, it comes from a little bit from that. And uh, uh, and a lot from being in, you know, my dad's business, which obviously, you know, Mike, not $300 million in sales. But I think each of our respective backgrounds, and, and I'll ask you in the form of a question, mm-hmm. is, uh, 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 you know, for you to comment on this, I think that there's value in – you know, that whole Rashomon approach of looking at the situation from different points of view. And I think there are people in much smaller, scalable, there are millions and millions of companies that are that true mom and pop. Very few of them make them to the rarefied air where you guys were able to do with your family's business. And I'm sort of curious in terms of not just what you saw and uh, um, from, from your family's business, but what you've seen as a Wizard of Ads consultant Tell me how size matters and how it affects your perspective on the intricacies of, uh, of, of that family dynamic. That's a good question. And just, just for so people know, the when I was born, uh, you know, the family business was relative was fairly small at that point. Uh, we they didn't hit a or we didn't hit a big, you know, first really big growth spurt until uh, I was in high school, really. Um, and I'd already started working part-time summers and, you know, and all that. So is that that also when you were hitting your growth spurt? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was coincidentally. (laughs) Uh, so the, uh, the situation, I I was able to witness the, 
growth of the business and how that did change things. Like I was there, you know, like beginning very small growth spurt in high school, uh, much bigger growth spurt. Um, you know, when I started working there full time uh, as an adult and you see how it does change things. And the main difference is you are forced to a degree to lose that family business feel. Anybody who's worked for a family business, you treat them, you'd like to treat employees like family. It's a different thing than a corporate atmosphere, but, and it's better, quite frankly. Uh, and, but as you grow and you're getting into the, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue, you can't operate like that anymore because you're dealing with all these mega billion dollar corporate clients in our situation. Uh, there's too many things to juggle. It's now a quote unquote real business. I mean, there's always a real business, but you know what I mean? You have to incorporate, um, some corporate attitude and atmosphere. I think we were pretty successful in balancing that though, and not going too far toward the corporate side. You know, we still really valued, uh, and tried to treat our employees really, really well. And I think it speaks volumes that we had several people that were there, you know, 30, 35, 40 years, you know, with us. And if you're doing that and those people are willing to stay uh, and have their entire career there and you get to know them and their families and all that, uh, I think we did a really good job with our customer, uh, our, our employee relations, uh, which is another thing that the Wizard of Fat Partners uh, has several of us who can, you know, assist with that, uh, that particular nugget. Because some people don't know how to do that or they don't realize they're doing things wrong. That's not building employee loyalty and employee happiness. Um, so that was the biggest, that was the biggest thing. And I did hate it, you know, at times that we had to become more corporate. It was just like, Oh, this stinks. I get it. We have to operate this way now. Uh, but I miss that smaller business, uh, more family, more family feel. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Uh, as I heard you sort of laying that out, about how, frankly, it was a little bit better run business the the the, the bigger it got, right? And yeah. The less it was predicated maybe on the lovey-dovey of family values and more on business systems and accountability. Absolutely. What was coming up for me was my the observation I made along the way uh, in radio. Because when I first – I graduated from high school in 95, and, of course, the Telecom Act went down in 96 – I graduated from college in 95. I was going to say, I thought telecom, you were older than me, and I was going to say, hey, yeah, yeah, I graduated high the, school in 91, so uh, I know you're not four years younger than me. <laughs> no, no, no. So, uh, so the telecom bill went down in 96, which allowed uh, uh, the, the advent of Clear Channel, which became iHeart, and these these corporate entities that were buying up all the radio stations. And, you know, the you know Clear Channel got a rap as as the evil oh, empire of broadcasting, right? And some of that was probably rightly earned. But I will tell you that along the way, um, what I came to learn was just because a radio group, and I learned this certainly as we got to the point where I was dealing with more and more uh, radio groups through having dozens of Wizard of Ads clients, just because a radio station or radio station cluster was family owned or locally owned didn't necessarily make it uh, a good operator. No. I haven't said that. I haven't said that, you know, as far back as 06, when I started my wizard of ads 
partnership. I, you know, I remember my very first website that I posted up talking about the little man, talking about mom and pop, talking about how I didn't like all the ways that the world was changing. And, and I believe that the world is better when more people have a seat at the table. So my mission, therefore, is going to be to put my dog in the fight of mom and pop, of family businesses, uh, and, and, and help them maintain a toehold in the modern economy through stronger brands and their ability to, to compete. Now, all that gets to be a really slippery slope in the age of private equity, where we are now, where I help businesses become big and profitable so they can then sell the private equity to become the exact antithesis of what, I've, uh, of, of what I started out for. But having said all that, it's an it's, it's a interesting landscape. I know that. And it's rich for discussion. And that's why I'm excited, Mike, to be doing this podcast, me and you here, Nuclear Family Business. I keep wanting to, to go back to Radio Talk Show Guy and go, it's the Nuclear Family Business it's, here on 101X. It's, yeah, it's, fu- it, 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 it's funny because we also both share a radio <laughs> background, you know, uh, just so everybody knows. I, I, I did leave the family business when I was 29 for uh, five years, uh, went to broadcasting school, and then ended up being hired um, – at ESPN Radio in Cleveland and working there for five years as a reporter and show host. And it's been years since I've done that and I've lost that ability to completely cut out the, you know, the ums. And it's really annoying me right now that I've said that too much because I'm like, you get rusty. You get rusty from being, uh, you know, presenting these I things. You- so every time I hear myself say um or uh, I just want to smack myself. Uh, so I, I will get better as we move that along. loving feeling. Yeah. I will get better as we move along with that. And we're just going to have a you know, nice, like you said, the topic we're, we're choosing here with family businesses, the million directions you can go with this. And for the record, just everybody should be clear that a family business can be just husband and wife all the way up to cousins, sisters, brothers, aunts, uncles, you know, and that whole family and extended family being involved. So mm. Don't think that it's just, well, it's just a mom and pop. That doesn't, does that count? Yeah, that absolutely counts because you've seen it. I'm sure you've seen it. We've all seen it. Uh, you know, that could put a huge strain on a marriage. It could put a huge strain uh, on a mother and son or daughter or father, son and daughter. Uh, so it's a lot of the stuff we say uh, can apply to all forms and all sizes of family businesses. Yeah. And, you know, I think my first, um, the first time I've rushed up against a family business not involving me, you know, being exploited child labor by my dad changing dump truck flat tires. Oh, yeah, uh, I did that. You know, one, oh, not that, but I did. One night a week. Yeah, I absolutely, uh, my, my father was absolutely in, in violation of child labor laws when I was 14 years old and uh, filling up a cardboard baler. If you know, remember what those were, you just put a bunch of cardboard in and it smashes it down <laughs> into a big giant block. The one thing okay. uh, that saved him probably from that was um, uh, uh, they had somebody else actually come and push the button to run the baler. They they were at least wise enough not to let a 14-year-old run that big, dangerous machine. Uh, uh. But yeah, that was my first job, actually, was garbage detail. And it sounds like very similar, yeah. which is good parenting to start. You, know, you want to start the kid off uh, understanding what this is all about and what real work is. Yeah, so my first time I brushed up against a family business, uh, not being a teenager, it was actually much earlier than that. You know, my granddad, when, when I was in third grade, we, uh, my mom moved me, my dad, and my little brother 
back to the small town where they grew up because my grandma died and we moved in with my grandpa. And he was the CPA. He was a CPA. He was a deacon in the Baptist church. But I would get in the car with him and drive around and he would go visit his clients. And his clients, his CPA clients, were the funeral home. It was the Firestone store. Uh, it was the refrigerated warehouse where people would bring their their cattle to be slaughtered. And I think that was the my very you know, or maybe it was Sanford and Son. I guess Sanford and Son would be my very first uh, great show icon of a of a you know father and son business. Right about that same time, I think, because as we've established, Mike, I'm a few years older than you. <laughs> Just a few, but. Uh, you know, it's interesting how those very first um, impressions sort of uh, sort of frame for me. I can only speak for myself, but it certainly framed my ideas of uh, you know this was you know what what people did. I mean, I guess you know my dad had his own business um, even back then, even though I didn't really go to work with him as much. I ride around with him in the dump truck when he started. When, at that same time, he had just the one dump truck. So, you know, I guess what I'm after here is we're just unveiling nuclear family business, the podcast, and our origin stories around how we got to be interested in our in our journey through family businesses. You know, the thing that uh, that that I'm remembering now is watching them do what they did, and and many years later academically and empirically we would now through blog posts and through training and books and publishing we're talking about things like customer service and leadership yep. and culture and family values and, and those sorts of things and to me it's fascinating that maybe i wasn't entirely aware of them consciously back then as i look back on it now uh, all of those those breadcrumbs were there all of those early signs of the building block of the organizational success were there as i can now remember those first experiences. How long were you there working with family? Well, how old? So, you know, my my parents were divorced when I was 10 and my brother was five. So my brother didn't even get to go with my dad every other weekend, but I did in the beginning. So, um, and that was me riding in the dump truck with him while he would work on Saturday for sure, but not really Sunday. So he was working every Saturday for sure. So, so you know, like looking forward to visiting your dad or whatever. And like maybe some other kids got to go to the football game, got to go whatever. I got to ride around in my dad's dump truck all day Saturday. So I guess that's so there's that. But as far as like my joke about him violating child labor laws, it's certainly by the time I was 13, 14, 15. Uh, on the summers when I was over there, uh, would, would go with him. Um, I'd be out there, and yeah, that that was probably the first time that I got to break down a a flat and change a dump truck tire and repair those those tires. I guess that would be it. Thirteen, yeah, yeah, fourteen. Good memories or not good memories? You know, it's hard to say. You know, um, a little of both, I suppose. You know, my dad had 30 acres of land where he, st- he eventually staged A1 tractor and machinery. And, uh, you know, as a kid that age, and I had friends up and down the street there, so I would have to definitely work, but I could also, you know, get into some trouble around there too. And so there was an awful lot of time between the ages of nine through, let's say, 14 where there was a lot of latch key going on and I had a lot of uh I had a lot of free bandwidth to 
not quite. I'd say it's two clicks north of Lord of the Flies, but it wasn't June and Ward Cleaver now, okay? Yeah. I mean, uh, my parents were, were were both largely absentee for a lot of that that part of my life, for better and worse. Mm. And I say, and the better part is that I think it made me very strong and resilient and self sufficient, and it, and I also got to explore and learn things. But obviously, you know, uh, uh, absent uh, direction and accountability, kids get into trouble. Mike, so. of course, of course, of course. But it's interesting That's how you can part of- at the time you feel one way, and then of course as you get older. At least in my case, you look back and say, okay, now I, I get it. Because when I'm 13, 14, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to work, you know, for the summer. And they take me back to this giant room just filled with cardboard. And like, hey, I got to break this all down, fill this up. And that's all you're going to do all summer. Yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. My dad's an owner. You're a little kid. You're like, ah. But I look back and I'm like, now I didn't expect, you know, here, here's your office at 14 years old. But look back on it, of course, when you have some perspective and say, oh, okay, I get it. That was a very good thing. Of course. So, you know, um, it's interesting now that I've put a fine point to the to the to the timeline that I can just extend from there. So like we're talking about nine to 14 when I'm too young to work. So as soon as I turned 15, I was working at McDonald's, Mr. Gaddy's Pizza, top notch restaurant. I was I was working a couple of jobs as much as I could. Bill Miller Barbecue. I was an assistant manager at the ice rink at North Cross Mall. I think a lot of those jobs that I got 15, 16, 17, 18 uh, before I got my first radio job at 19, that era of my life, I think I worked really hard to constantly stay big, busy and employed elsewhere so I didn't have to hang around with my dad out at the at the truck yard. That's yeah. very interesting. And yeah. I mentioned I, I left uh, the business when I was 29 uh, for five years. I came back. Um, but that was entirely to say I want to go and do something completely on my own and separate myself and see if there's something I would enjoy more. Um, but it was really important to me to, to break out and, and say, I want to do something all on your own. Cause you have a family business and it gets big and successful. You know, the haters come out and you know, you're so lucky and silver spoon. They don't talk about their ass. They don't know the actual history that when I was born, my parents lived in a one bedroom crappy apartment. I mean, it wasn't, you weren't, it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't Silver Spoon. So, you know, we were born into all this. It grew into that. But it was important for me to say I've accomplished something completely separate. Uh, and that I decided to leave that for for various reasons, which are unimportant. And come back. But I came back to the family business with a completely new perspective. And um, having felt good that I went out and I, I worked for, you know, strangers, just like 99% of the population do. And I was successful. And it just it does give you it was really important for me to come back. Uh, with that perspective, and then be successful in the family business uh, after returning. I think we could do a whole episode just on the pull and push of the attraction, uh, how, yeah. how some businesses and some family climates encourage and create a natural pull where the kids want to go into the business. And I think in some instances, it's the exact opposite, oh. exploring the the energy and tension between those two polarities, those two, that, that duality, I think in my, in my case, uh, my, my dad specifically didn't want me to go into the family business or my brother or one of my sisters went into it as well. Um, yeah, he specifically said, don't, you know, don't because 
you know, he knew it wasn't easy. It was very, very hard. When you run your own business, um, again, people who have never done it just say, oh, well, you're so successful. Look how big the business is. You're so lucky. It's like, no. Yeah. Okay. Every business is, that's going to be successful needs some good fortune along the way. But when you're helping to run your own business, it's not, okay, now we're successful. Look how great we're doing. We have it easy now. No, you're, it's never easy. It only get the bigger you get, it gets progressively harder. It's extremely hard in the beginning when you're trying to make it successful and you're worried that it's going to fail early. And then you hit that nice, comfortable, we're all making a living. This is going really well. And then if you continue to grow, then it gets beyond stressful as you get bigger because now you're under pressure to keep this growth rate. You have all these employees that you feel responsible for who are making their living and their family's living, all the relatives who are involved um, who are making their living for their families and their kids. It only gets more stressful the bigger you get, period. Yeah. All right, Mike, we're just about out of time for this episode of Nuclear Family Business. Uh, As the guys on PTI would say, I'll get you out of here on this one. (laughs) All right, looking forward to this. We're going to have a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. So what are your goals? What What do you want to see us accomplish with nuclear family business? Um, I mean, number I mean, the probably the biggest goal uh, for me personally is if we can help anybody out there. That's great. No matter what we say, and we're going to talk about a ton of different things and we're going to say some really hopefully funny, stupid shit. But <laughs> it's going to be based the 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 tips and tricks. <laughs> if they can learn anything from our experiences and say, Oh, okay. That's how they dealt with that. That's interesting. I never thought about it that from, from that perspective before, if we can help anybody out there, that would make me extremely happy because I know how difficult yeah. it is. Yeah. And I'll double down on that. And then I'll just add that for me, um, for me, the journey and the conversation and the dialogue between me and you is what's fascinating to me because we have some uh, parts of our worldview, obviously through Wizard of Ads group, and uh, uh, that are completely aligned. But we also come from completely different backgrounds. And uh, so for me, I'll just say that my biggest goal is uh, it's about the journey, not the destination. I hope we'll help people. I hope that the, that we'll find an audience. But for me, it's the cultivating of that conversation yep. and the exploration of the topics is what will be fascinating. So I guess this is where, Mike, we should should invite people to email us, info at uh, nuclearfamilybusiness.com, or just go visit the website. Mike and I each have our own pages if you want to get in touch with us individually. Or if you have a, a topic or a question for us, you could... You can always email us there. This is where I'm going back into radio. I feel like I want to say, and join us next week for another right here right, we're, we're, on we, KWOA Radio. We are not bound by the same <laughs> rules that we used to be bound by because I it's know. a podcast. But I, I get it. You're just it's a reflex. You wanted we needed an in, in, intro and outro properly. <laughs> but thanks for being here, Mike. Uh, for Mike Katan, I'm Ray Seger. Thanks for being here, and we'll catch you back next time for another episode of Nuclear Family Business. Thank you.